We are going to start now. A brand new sugya. This is probably going to be the last sugya in Hilchus ben Odom Mechaveira. You know, sugya ben Odom Mechaveira, which we've been working on for a while, which I'm very excited about. This is going to be the last sugya. We saved what they say the best to last, which means that we're dealing with probably one of the most nogeya, most chomor, and most important ideas in Hilchus ben Odom Mechaveira. Um, and, and I think this is something that we all have to work on every single day of our lives. And that is the sugya of Shmiras Haloshin. Yeah. The sugya of Shmiras Haloshin we had mentioned right in the beginning. If you remember from Rav Palm, where Rav Palm told us, we were talking about Don Lekavschus, right? And by Don Lekavschus, what did we say? We said there are two ways of treating Don Lekavschus. If a person, for example, Rachman and Islam has strep, how do you do it? What do you do with it? So either you could take painkillers like Advil and that will numb the pain or you could take antibiotics which will actually go to the root of the problem and heal you. Zuk Rapam Zatzal When it comes to speaking badly when it comes to Don Lekavskhus Don Lekavskhus so what a person can do in order to, uh, in order to, you know, uh, person to Don Lekavskhus in order to make sure they don't get involved with Don is actually um, to learn the halachas of Lashon Hora, because ultimately, ultimately, when a person speaks badly about somebody else, he also views that person in a bad way. He also, you know, judges him in a bad way. Right? It could many, many different things that we spoke about. Don Chaskos, we spoke about, we spoke about um, judging someone, embarrassing someone, and us to vorim, a lot of these stugias. Right? Now, when it comes to Lashon Hora, unfortunately, unfortunately, very, very hard for anybody here to say, we don't speak Lashon Hara. And not only that, if you want to do tshuva on Lashon Hara, how can a person honestly say, whether he's doing tshuva today, or on Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, whatever, and he's saying, God, I will not do this anymore. It's impossible almost to do that, because we all speak, we all have conversations with other people. And we know those conversations often involve talking about other people. And therefore, it's extremely hard for us to be nizzah, to be careful of a mishalacha. And therefore, the only way to really be careful, and the only way to be able to make sure that this is something that we are careful of is to actually learn the halachas of Shemir Salashen. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to start with a hagdama, with an introduction, which is going to be probably today and tomorrow. After we get over the introduction, we're going to go through some of the halacha lemaisa. When am I allowed to say Lashna? When am I not allowed to say Lashna? In which situation is it mutter? In front of three people? What if everyone knows about it? What about Shidduchim? All these sorts of things are things that we have to discuss, and it's all included in the halacha of Shmir Salashan. So, by the way, we all know that the Chovetz Chaim was the Machadish in the Indian of Shmir Salashan, meaning that, of course, the halachas were here before he came around, but he was the Machadish Ali to take the halachas from different Maramakoimis and put them into one Sefer. Baruch Hashem, we have been Zorcha in the Yeshiva. I think 16 guys were makabal on themselves to learn Shemir Salashin in the Sefer Chovetz Chaim every single day, and they got a free Sefer. Right? Anyone that signed, you also did, right? You signed up, right? Beautiful thing. Ellie also did, right? Beautiful. I think everyone here basically, that's Kvaldik. That's beautiful. Okay, it's Hashem. There's levels. Maybe after this you will. But 16 guys, we asked in one minute. We got within a few minutes, we had 16 guys who were willing to do it, and that is beautiful because it means, and the guys already told me. I can't remember who told it to me, but somebody told me after I think two days of learning the halachas, he said, I'm already starting to like, when I talk, I'm like, hold on a second, is this Lashon Hara? Right? 
It's intense, right? Yeah. But it's beautiful. So the Chavaz Chaim was machadish by taking various marmachaimas from the Gemara, from the Rambam, Rabbi Niyayna, and putting it together into one seva. What inspired the Chavaz Chaim? What was it that got the Chavaz Chaim to write such a seva that changed the face of Klal Yisrael? There's no question. We would not be able to learn the Lachos of Chavaz Chaim and Shemir without the Chavaz Chaim putting the seva together, right? There's no Shulchan Aruch that says, Simmer Samach Dalet, Hilchus Shemir Saloshan. It doesn't work, it doesn't happen, it doesn't exist. So without the Chavetz Chaim, we would not have a code of law of Shemir Saloshan, right? So it's an amazing thing. What promoted him to write it? Listen to this. Listen to this. In a Sefer called Kisvei Chavetz Chaim, the Chavetz Chaim's son, Rabbi Yaleib, wrote and he explained what promoted his father, the Heilige Chavetz Chaim, to write the Sefer Chavetz Chaim. And he said there was a Machloikas when the Chavetz Chaim was 24 years old. An argument broke out between the Rav and various members of the community and it led to the Rav being forced to leave town. Not long after the Rav passed away, people involved in the Machloikas had tremendous tsaurus and they connected it to the Machloikas that they had. Said the Chavetz Chaim, he was convinced that awareness of the gravity, how bad Lashon Hora is and its related halachas would help get rid of Machloikas and Soros in Klalisol that result from Machloikas. And therefore the Chavetz Chaim said, I want to write something, I want to put together something so people will stop getting involved in Machloikas. And obviously the Chavetz Chaim understood that if you speak Lashon Hora, it leads a person to arguments and Machloikas and that causes Soros in Klalisol. Therefore the Chavetz Chaim felt that was a terrible, terrible thing. So one of the character deficiencies that leads a person to speak Lashon Hora is, listen to this because this is so true, and think about it next time you speak Lashonara, because this is so true, that it, we focus on somebody else's shortcomings. That means it's so easy, by the way, to look at where someone else is going wrong, what someone else is doing wrong, how they're doing it wrong. But when it comes to ourselves, no, we're good. And we have a million excuses why what we're doing is okay. But we seem to not have the same excuses for somebody else when they're not doing okay. With Shraga Fiverr Mendelovich, that Saul used to say, why do we have two eyes? Why did Rabbi Shalom create a person with two eyes? He could have created us with one eye. One nose, one mouth. Why two eyes? Obviously there's a reason for it. So he explained one eye is to see our friend's positive attributes and the other eye is to see our own faults as well. The problem is we do the opposite. We see our own good qualities and we, and, and, and we use the other eyes to see our friends' deficiencies. And therefore, if a person wants to work on Lashon Hara, Shemir Saloshan, the way to do that is really to try and focus on other people's good, other people's qualities, other people's good things. Somebody came over to me recently and said to me, what do I do? Uh, there's a guy that every time I see him and hear him speak, I want to smack him. Right? This is a true mice. That happened, it happened, it happened. Okay? happens. Uh, what do I do? What do I do in that situation? I want to smack him. It really bothers me. He bothers me. Every time I see the guy, I start getting all worked up. Okay, so, so what did I tell him? I told him a few eightses. One eightser I told him was every time you see him, think about something good that he does. Now, you can't tell me he does nothing good. He does something good, right? Comes to Shachos, maybe he does with the Kavana, maybe he does Negev with the right, whatever it is. He does something good. Start to concentrate on the good that he does. 
you will see eventually that you'll start to like him and you'll start to cope with him, you'll start to bear with him, eventually even you'll like, even like him and love him. Now again, there are other eights that maybe you have to do at the same time, but that was one particular eight. And that's the Yasoit. That when you look at other people in a good light, you're not going to speak badly about them. Lashon Hara, by the way, we're going to say this a few times, but this is very important. There are two ways to, ri- to raise up yourself, to become a better person, to become a bigger person. Okay? Two ways. There's the easy way, and there's the shortcut. Okay? The, 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 no, I'm sorry. There's the hard way, and there's the shortcut way. Okay? Got it? Good. The hard way is to work hard, work on your midas, work on your character traits, build yourself up slowly, and rise yourself up to become a better and bigger person. That's the hard way, but it works. There's a shortcut. You know what the shortcut is? Put somebody else down. Because when you put somebody else down, you automatically feel yourself going up. And that is a shortcut way to build yourself up, which obviously doesn't work. It's fake and it's not real, but people do it. And if you think about many of the reasons, one second, one second, if you think about many of the reasons why we speak Lashon Hara. Now, we often don't do that because we just speak in the way we speak and we don't even think about why we're saying what we're saying. But if you stop and think for a moment, maybe even afterwards, why did I say what I said? Why did I do that? Because I wanted to become better than him. And if I want to become better than him, I don't want to take the long route of, you know, working hard, because that takes a long time, takes years, and it's hard work. So I'll do an easy way, I'll put him down, because if he's down, I'm up. So that's the thing that the Chavtachim brings us down also. How important a person has to be is with Moshe Aaron Stern, I think his daughter was last week, I'm not sure. Where Moshe Aaron Stern was the Mashkir of Kamenetz Yeshiva, and um, he was a big godl. So he brings a story that he stayed with a certain family, and he heard his host one night with his wife, speaking Russian horror to each other. So he quietly slipped into the next room. In the olden days, they had these, you know, the tape recorders that you, like, press play, and the cassette goes around. You know what I'm talking about? Those old-fashioned things that they used to have. Those are Gavaldic, by the way. I still have them at home. I still use them. They're Gavaldic. But anyway, so he slipped in. Yeah, he slipped into the next room, and he pressed record. Okay? And he recorded the conversation that his host and his wife were having in that case, and then he stopped. The next morning, he comes into the room, and he said to them, tell me something. Wow, you guys were having a schmooze last night. I heard it was a very, obviously a very, very important matter. What did you say? They're like, I don't know. I don't remember what we said. Who remembers what they said? He's like, oh, I do. Bing, play. And he played the tape of them speaking. He said they got so embarrassed. They, 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 they got embarrassed. Now, obviously, he did it with a way that was heta and wasn't embarrassing them. He did it with TLS. He did to show them we don't even realize what we say when we're saying it. We don't even know how. Half the times we say things, we don't even know why we're saying them. And after we think, why did I say that? Okay, so it's important for a person to try. That's what we're trying to do over here. To try and think for a moment, why do we say the things that we say? It's really, really important for us to remember. Right, let's move on with the Haggadomah. David HaMelech said like this, the Apostle of the Hillim Perik Lama Dalet. David HaMelech said, Mia ish ha-chovetz chayim, Oyev yomim liras toiv, Netzol l'shon chemiros v'sech ha-medabi mirma. So the Chovetz Chaim asks like this. Says the Chovetz Chaim, it's the Shemir Salosh and Shara's here in the beginning. He says, there are Tariag mitzvahs, there are 613 mitzvahs. And on all of them, there's a guarantee for life. And guarantee a good life. So why does David HaMelech over here choose the mitzvah, the halacha of Shmir Salosh, of watching your mouth, as the mitzvah that says you're going to have life and you're going to have a good life? Listen carefully. Ali, <coughs> are you with me? He says there are two halakha and there are two parts. Number one, there's mitzvahs ben adam lamokim. 
and there's also mitzvah ben adam lechaveri. Dover Melach is telling us it's not enough just to keep the ben adam lemokoim between you and God in order to be zoycha toiv in olim haba and olim azeh. You have to also keep the ben adam lechaveri, and the eitzah of that is shmiras halosh. The eitzah says the chovetz chaim of the highest level of ben adam lechaveri, not only ben adam lemokoim, is shmiras haloshin. If a person guards his tongue, then mimela he saves and prevents himself from all the lavim of ben adam lechaveri. Do you hear that? The chovetz chaim is telling us that the the master key, the mafteach, the key, the shlissel that leads a person to the whole palace, to all the rooms, for everything else of Ben-Odom that we have been discussing until now, is through Shemir Zaloshan. And through that is the key to all in Yone Ben-Odom Lechaveri. The man to Rosh Hashiva, Zeichat Sadiq, the Kaddish Levrocha, brought down in his Savior, Yeru Vadas, given to me by a son of his dear Talmud, Rabbi Yosef Yonah, why is that cell, that we have in Yeshiva, gave me the same for year of Adas, and Parsha Shmini, that he says, many people learn Hilchah Shmiras Halosha, many people learn it, you guys, many of you guys are learning it, many people miss the boat, and they don't realize, the Iker of all these Halochas, that the Issa of Loshon Hora, is not to Bitsar, not to put your friend to Tsar in any way, other Rabbi, to give him the right covet, Chazal tell us, Three things the world stands on: Al Torah, Al Avoda, and Gimelas Chasadim. How asks the Manchester Rosh Hashiva, who was Zoycha, to start the Luach of daily two halachas a day? He was asked when he died to be buried with the Luach. He said, "This is my ticket to Olam Abba." The fact that I started a movement in the world of people learning two halachas of Shmuel Shmuel a day is my ticket to Olam Abba. He asked to be buried with it in his cave because he said that was my ticket to Olam Abba. Asks the Manchester Rosh Hashiva, how? Do we work on number three? Again, there are three things the world stands on. Al-Torah, Al-Avoida, and Gimelas Chasadim. Torah, no, so we have a base message we sit and learn. Al-Avoida, we daven nowadays, we don't have a base of Gimelas Chasadim asked the Rosh Hashiva, how do we do it? What do we do to strengthen our Gimelas Chasadim? Zogt the Magister Rosh Hashiva to be mechazik in Shmiras Haloshan. And that's what it's doing over here in our series. Shmiras Haloshan, as Chazal, as the Chavetz Chaim, as the Magister Rosh Hashiva is telling us is the Pesach is the entrance way for a person to be able to work on all of the other and be saved from all of the other um, that we've been dealing until now. It's a very chomor, important and severe halacha in Mitzvah Shem. Tomorrow we'll continue with the next part of that Dhamma. Yeah.